We're here a lovely sunny Sunday morning um, looking out over the Millennium Stadium on the banks of the River Taff uh, and a really busy Riverside Market um, as it celebrates its 20th anniversary. And loads of doggos as well. And lots of dogs and uh, yeah, very exciting, lots of people uh, <laughs> and lots of cake. No problem at all? Well, a little bit that much. Okay, do you have bags? Or? Okay, no problem at all. It's bam, 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 three. It's £4.20, please. So Riverside Market has sort of um, kicked it all off really in Cardiff. Um, um, they started um, just around the corner in Dispenser Gardens in the little park with like six oh, stalls. Yeah, so they were just doing every three or four weeks. Um, and then I think probably within about a year they moved over here and came weekly, just literally as the stadium was opening, I guess, oh, in wow. um, 98, 99, whenever that was. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's, it's sort of become... Um, the model for um, the Roth market that's been going for about 10 years, markets in Rubina, they do little pop-up markets up at St. Baggins and yep. at the universities, which is great. So it kind of They do like a street food evening one as well, don't they? Yeah, that's been really, uh, really popular. And, and there's loads of, um, you know, the likes of, we're stood here by Mr. Crockwich, um, Dusty Knuckle uh, were regulars here, Crafty Devil started out here. There's lots of the kind of names of the food and drink, um, the new food and drink businesses in Cardiff that have either started here at the market or, um, you know, built up their trade. Yeah. Um, uh, Derry from Ethical Chef, who's got the Warren in Carmarthen now, he started here, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, along with festivals and stuff, but he was a regular here for yeah. a, a good few years. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, we've come down to, um, well, to drink coffee and eat birthday cake. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to have a little chat to Steve Garrett, who um, founded the market 20 years ago, um, and then uh, chat to some of the traders. Yep. Cool. Right. Coffee first? Yes, please. Okay. So first up, uh, we're going to go and have a chat to Steve Garrett, who's the man who 20 years ago set the market up. Awesome. Very special day, 20 years of mm. Riverside. What's yeah. your memory of that first market? In, uh, was it Dispenser Gardens? Yeah, that seems about um, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, what I think it really showed is that you don't have to have a lot of capital to start out. We invited some, uh, it was around the time of mad cow disease and people were getting yeah. more interested in local food. We invited some producers, they came down. We invited a canopy company, they came down, collected the money from the farmers, Gave it to the uh, canopy company, and I think I was about five pounds down, to be yeah. honest, the first time. Yeah. But, you know, that, that, that's how you start. Yeah. And in those days, this is like, you know, back in the day, 20 years ago, there was no uh, social media or anything. I was yeah. cycling around town with little flyers that I <laughs> photocopied, sticking them up on, you know, illegal lampers yeah. and things like that, you know. Yeah. I did have great fun one day standing outside Tesco's, they're handing them out, you know, but <laughs> we weren't exactly a big threat to them, you know. No. Uh, and it's just how, how it's... That sense of it's that weird. It's like with your kids, you know. Yeah. How did how did my son get to be taller than me? You know, and <laughs> where, you know where, where did that where did that teenager come from? Yeah. You know, where did this come from? But all, all I've done, you know, is I'm a sort of I've facilitated it. Yeah. You know, I've just been there making a space, helping yeah. to make a space for it to happen. So one of the biggest pleasures for me is all the friends I've got down it who are the storeholders who have been. Yeah. They're just all great people. And, and I think that comes across to that's why people come down here yeah. you know it is to buy great stuff but I guess you could go to Waitrose or whatever and you wouldn't be as good for sure but you know people come down here for the atmosphere and the communication yeah. and 
and that's always been there I guess because we started off we were never a business trying to maximize money we yeah. were trying to do something that we believed yeah, in. Yeah it feels like a community. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we believed in it and so our communication with people was always very warm you know yeah. and I think that people have said storeholders have come and said oh this is one of my favorite markets yeah. or even if it's not necessarily the, they even go to London you know where it's bigger but it's the atmosphere isn't it that yeah. makes it work. And it runs as a social enterprise doesn't it? So oh, what, yeah. what's the kind of What's the ethos? What's the mission behind the uh, the, the enterprise? Well, the I, I, I guess the basic mission is that, in the case of food, local is absolutely better in every possible way. Yeah. It, it's just a win-win-win. You know, it tastes better, uh, it's healthier, it supports the local economy, and in Wales that's really important, you know, that we yeah. keep producers going. And then the environmental side of it, um, it's just, I just think, you know, there's no... Normally with things, there's a trade-off, and with this one, I can't see any trade-off. And plus, people come down here and feel part of a community. And Riverside, when I moved here, I had a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a, ooh, you know, can I park my car there? Is yeah. that safe? Kind of thing, you know. It has a bit of, it had a bit of a reputation. And I think we've, you know, along with other things, great people doing stuff here, we've contributed to making Riverside a cool place, you know, and a nice place to bring your kids. And so, how do you feel personally, stood here, stood here looking down this? brilliant row of uh, must be sort of 30 tents 30 traders sunshine sun shining off the stadium uh, you must feel very proud like I say I, I, I suppose it, I'm pleased more than proud because it, 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 I've just been a small part of it and so I, I feel lucky to have had all these fantastic people and 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 of course you know the board members that helped to run it and uh, you know we, we've got a new um, a new uh, director uh, starting tomorrow yeah. it's fantastic she's arrived and she knows after people here already because she was part of the food business and yeah. I thought wow that is a great start you know yeah. um, so it's that it's it's pleased yeah it's just delightful that it's survived and it looks to me like it ain't going to go anywhere anytime soon you know yeah amazing yeah right well I'll let you go back to uh, playing your guitar and entertaining the shoppers yeah uh, yeah. thanks very much nice one cheers Steve bye bye so John, uh, Penrue Farm, um, you were you were here at that very first market 20 years ago. Yes, we were. We were. It doesn't quite seem like 20 years, but um, yes, we were. We were one of the original stallholders. Yeah, yeah, and kept going for all this time. Kept going for all this time. So we like to think we must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, about the uh, about the farm. Okay, we farm organically. Uh, we we just in the process of converting to organic when we started in Riverside here. Yeah. And um, we, we keep Aberdeen Angus beef cattle and the local breed of sheep, which is the South Wales mountain sheep. Yeah, yeah. And so here today you've got a great selection of meat and eggs and uh, is it raw milk as well? Yes, that's right. We have expanded uh, in that my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law have come on board as well. So um, my brother-in-law produces uh, organic pork, uh, meat chickens and organic eggs. And my sister-in-law is—they uh, have a dairy farm, and so they're producing the raw milk. Yeah. And what makes this market special for you? I think it's—it's um, it's unique in that uh, it's, it's a city market, which is the only city market really that we we, we started with, and um, you get a, a very varied cross-section of, of the uh, city population and people who are passing through as well so uh, you know there's a very varied customer base uh, here yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. great well thank you very much I'll let you get back to uh, cooking your burgers all right thanks all right, very thanks, much John. Cheers. Cheers. thank you Next up, we're going to go and speak to uh, Chef Grady Atkins, who has set up Bodloni, which is um, a company who make instant soups, 
uh, from surplus vegetables which they dehydrate and the vegetables are taken from uh, lots of the suppliers that are here at the market so it helps them to find somewhere to use their veg when they have a glut of things uh, which happens when you're buying veg that is seasonal mm, great so explain a bit about how, how Bodloni came about and, and well, how it works. Well, it started out with us making different crackers, raw foods. And then after that, I tried the soups as well, thought I'd try that. Um, so anyway, that was just a project that we did some development for. And then five years later, they contacted me to say that they, they'd got more funding and they wanted to give it a go to try and make it into a business. So that was about... Um, 18 months ago now so there's lots of development that you need to do because um, the vegetables dry in different ways some of them don't taste very good when they're dried okay. like pumpkin and that type of thing so we're using uh, the farmers from here the organic farmers from here and also a gentleman called Elwood in Cowbridge well, that's where I go and pick veg when because he's on his own he's really busy so I sometimes go and pick the veg as well he's like an independent grower isn't he yeah, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't have a name so I just call him Elwin he doesn't have a name for his uh, for his thingy what he's doing yet it's like a five acre farm nice um, but uh, yeah so we were encouraging people to use this as a quick way to get your vegetables basically um, but it's appealing to different people for different reasons it's great for people in offices like you know if you're yeah. you don't have cooking equipment and stuff but you want to have something yeah and it's uh, it's filling as well so uh, because of all the veg in there it's 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 quite filling which is good would you like to have a little taste yeah. there you go tomato thank you very much mm. which one have you got tomato and courgette it is thick and isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't taste like a dried soup at all. I'm gonna get because I love the sound of this kale, spinach, and chili. I'm gonna get one of those to take home and try. Thank you very much. Cool. Thank you. So, what do you normally do? You go every weekend to um, the Roth Market on a Saturday. I do to Roth. Yeah, the Ro I was really lucky. The Roth one opened. I think it was literally the weekend I moved to Roth um, about ten years ago. So, um, yeah, it's where I do my weekly my weekly shop for veg and meat really and then every couple of weeks you might have to go into a supermarket top up but um, yeah I'm, I'm there every morning for no sorry every week for bread eggs veg bacon sandwiches coffee <laughs> whatever you need to depending on how hungover you are samosas and curry for breakfast yeah um, but um, yeah I love it and and you know obviously having done the I was a trader there for two years obviously with the brewery as well yeah brilliant so it just meant um, got to see it from the other side as yeah well. got to see it from the other side um, got to meet the customers um, everybody says of the roof when it's a real kind of cook's market it's really um, you know it's, it's, it's people who are going there to buy ingredients and do their weekly shop um, Riverside is that as well but there's also obviously people you know just coming out for a Sunday stroll and stopping to get something to eat so um, you know there's a um, you know, it was just really nice from a trader's point of view to get that instant feedback from people but as a customer you know you, you kind of um, you really get to know the people who are producing your food and you know in a way that you don't with the supermarket so you know all the, all the stuff around kind of um, you know when the horse meat thing kicked off you know you kind of think well I'm, I, I have no problems trusting the meat I buy because I know the guy who farms it and I've known him for years and you know yeah it reminds me of that quote you gave me you didn't want to buy a sausage off a man you couldn't look in the eye first <laughs> absolutely and at, at, at Riverside Market you can look the man who sells you the sausages you directly in the eye yeah while, while he's handing you the sausage <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is that it's exactly that thing you know and yeah. actually um, you know we'll, we'll go and have a chat to Tom at Flying Camel in a minute um, 
uh, and uh, you know I always think that what's great with him is, is uh, you know he'll tell you how to cook stuff and, and you know um, Pav who does Paul's organic veg as well will always you know give you some, uh, give suggestions. You some, some tips of what yeah. you can do you can turn this into a pesto or this freezes really well or, yeah. um, you know so it, it makes it easier to eat seasonably. seasonally. It's much um, more inspiring than going to a supermarket as well, isn't it? For that reason, you can, you know, I don't, I don't really ever go to a supermarket and come away thinking, oh, I'm so excited to cook with this or try that. It, no. It's not really. It's it's very sort of perfunctory. Whereas this is more sort of, oh, I didn't think about doing that with it, or oh, how do you cook those then? And you can ask those questions and get that feedback from people who know yeah. what they're talking about. So it, it it makes you much more excited about the food you're eating, I find. Yeah, and you get a different, um, you know. So again, talking to Tom last summer, going these really long sort of Italian greens, I'd never seen them before. Absolutely delicious. He could tell us how to cook it, mix him with spaghetti. Um, you know, you're not going to get that from a supermarket mm. where you just get one variety of broccoli and one variety of um, and tomatoes that don't taste like anything. Tomatoes that you know taste like the plastic box they came in, yeah. not actually taste tomatoes. Um, and it's great, and you know, we're, we talked about it before, but. Um, you know, if you're trying like a lot of people are to eat less meat, say, I was, I very much grew up, um, the way I learned to cook was you find the meat in the fridge and then you cook something around what it. What goes with it, What yeah. goes with it. And, and actually if, um, you know, I mean, you, you know, you, you get your kind of, um, you know, your veg box every week and that, that flips the way you start thinking about meal preparation. Yeah, now I'm it? like, all right, I've got to use up this head of cauliflower and... Uh, I don't know a load of turnip tops what can I do with yeah. those and I start with that as the basis um, which is quite nice it's making me a better cook definitely yeah I think it does stretch you and it just introduces you to new things it's so easy to get into a, a rut in the supermarket of going up the same aisles picking up the same stuff and just eating you know just just eating the same every week whereas here you know somebody will put a new variety of chili under your nose or they'll have made yeah. a new preserve or you know whatever yeah. um also it's about what you can support the farmers in, in what they're doing um as well so i think we're going to chat to tom from blank hamel about that aren't we yeah yeah absolutely um yeah let's go and find tom cool my name's tom um i work for um, i'm from blank hamel farm in kerry Digion. yeah um we've been sort of growing organically for since 1974 it's one of the original organic farms um yeah, years ago we, we used to do this kind of thing, but back in the early days we used to go to markets, do local shops and that kind of thing. And then in the 80s and early 90s we sold mainly to wholesale and, and supermarkets yeah. um, to, to get organic food to like a wider audience. And then about 15 years ago, right in the early noughties, we, um, we decided to go back to direct selling, i.e. farmers markets and yeah. bread boxes and... Um, restaurant deliveries again so we, we kind of sort of gone full circle yeah um, but what's nice about what we're doing now is we're able to instead of growing five or six varieties uh, for a supermarket we'll grow 60 or 70 varieties of things so in terms of what we do in terms of diversification is, is, is it's a huge difference yeah yeah I mean, there's a huge range of, yeah. of things that you sell from you know edible flowers to peppers and chilies it's absolutely all the traditional stuff but like um we, we um we put a lot of uh, so effort into sort of pioneering new crops, new varieties of things, um, and these farmers markets are great for testing, yeah. um, like new ideas and you know, because like, some of the chefs and cooks and people are quite open-minded about cooking that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so it's great, and you get instant feedback as well. Because back in the day, you'd sell to a supermarket, you'd never ever meet anyone you sold to. Yeah. Um, so you'd never get any real feedback other than technical stuff from quality control guys. Yeah. But it's not really the same thing. Like, um, so this is great. You get you get instant sort of customer feedback, yeah. and you can judge the market instantly. Yeah. I know as a customer, it's always great. You can see 
see something new and then ask, you know, what do I do with that? How do I cook it? So mm. do, are you sort of picking and cooking and experimenting yeah, with things yeah. so that you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite a keen cook myself. And yeah, you know, my, um, yeah my uh, sort of passion and obsession for food tends to lead the charge when it comes to developing new things. Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. Was diversification the main reason why you decided to move away from the supermarkets? Um, we've we always been pioneering and that means you're always ahead of the curve. Uh, you're taking the risks and um, you get these small margins of profitable times. But then what happens is we make all the early running and then the big boys come in and they economy scale, they squeeze us out. That happens in every single market we've ever been to. Um, I think we probably would have carried on with the supermarkets, but what's happening is all these enormous farms were turning organic. You know, just, and they're huge, and we just couldn't compete. And, and we weren't going to survive, and so we had to find a, another outlet, and, and therefore we... Um, but but that, that's always been the case with what we do. Even back in the day with the local shops, we were forced out by the slightly larger farms who would come into the local shops. It's just a, it's a constant game of cat and mouse. And, um, yeah, but what's nice about this, though, is, you know... Um, Basically, our kind of um, everything's in our own hands continually. Like in, in a very small turnaround of time, we can basically just decide to grow watercress this autumn from a standing start. We can just go and do it. Mm. Whereas back in the day, if you were dealing with supermarkets, you'd have to so much planning would go involved into scheduling when they want it, how much they want. You'd look ahead at all the holidays, the weather patterns, everything. Very complex. Yeah, but that now, sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it's a headache. Um, but now you can be spontaneous and. You know, it, on a day like today, I can, like you can see, we've got gravel up habaneros. Um, and I'll just, you know, you put some recipe leaflets out there, start enthusiastically chatting about them, and hopefully you'll shift them. Whereas you couldn't honestly do that with a supermarket, really. Yeah. Not, 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 like, in a couple of days. I mean, they might, they might have done it, but it's unlikely. Yeah. Um, it's just a different, just a different climate of, of business, basically. That's kind of yeah. Yeah. Right. Great. All right. Super. Cool. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, Tom. Right. Thanks Cheers. very much. So next we're going to go and speak to Gareth. Gareth owns Let Them See Cake, which is a um, it's a cake supplies uh, shop and masterclass school. Uh, so he does um, amazing classes on how to make you know really ornate, amazing cakes with all sorts of icing creations and stuff. And he is based above uh, Pettigrew Bakeries at the top of Cabbage Road, opposite Victoria Park, right by my house, which is lovely. Um, but he is down at Riverside Market this weekend. It's his first ever time here. So we're going to go and say hi to him and see what he thinks. Cool. And he's made an amazing birthday cake. A 20th anniversary cake with little fondant piggies and mushrooms and yeah. carrots and all sorts on it. It's amazing. Yeah. How long did that take you to make that cake? Because it's absolutely stunning. So it took me six hours. Yeah. Yeah. So in all. So um, it kept me busy, you know? Inspired <laughs> by the logo, we can see pasties and bread and leeks and Welsh cakes and everything. Yes, um, yes. So uh, I had so much fun making it. Loads of nice little bits on it. So it was just good fun, really. Yeah. yeah. And how's business been? You've, you've been going a couple of months now over in... Uh, yes. Um, you're above Pettigrew. Yes, oh, yeah. above Pettigrew. And we've been open since April and it's been going brilliant. It's really nice. People are popping up to the shop, getting the cakes, you know, celebration cakes. And also their nice bits and bobs to make their cakes at home as well. And classes. Yeah. Yes. And this is your first Riverside Market? It is our first. Yeah? So yeah, it's going really well actually. People are coming forward now to try some cake. So it's, it's a nice little market and I, it looks good. It's yeah. full. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be a regular fixture? Yes, indeed. We're hoping to come once a month to start and then see where it goes from there. Yeah, so it should be nice. Great.
I've got a mouthful of cake, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> That's all right. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Amazing. Matt, what have you just eaten? I've just had the three cheese crockwits from Mr. Crockwits, the dirtiest, stringiest, uh, low calorie, uh, gorgeous. Yeah, no calories in it whatsoever. <laughs> Just sort of fried cheese and fried nice. bread. and yeah. He's doing loaded potatoes today as well. Uh -huh. And some kind of blue cheese bread pudding with a fried duck egg on top. Oh, the man's an evil <laughs> genius. I know. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he does. I've seen a few bleary eyes down here this yeah. morning who I think are going to be loading up on those. Absolutely. Um, right, well, that's that, I think that is pretty much the end of our yeah. 20th anniversary Hank edition of From the Riverside Market. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. And if you liked it, please uh, hit subscribe and uh, give us a little tweet using hashtag Hank Cardiff and tell us what you thought and if there's anything you want us to talk about on the next one. Um, and that is it. Thanks very much. See you next time. Cheers. Bye.